Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Joan and Tom have been married for many years, an everyday couple with a remarkable love. There is an ease to their relationship that only comes from spending a lifetime together. When Joan is unexpectedly diagnosed with breast cancer, the course of her treatment shines a light on their relationship as they face the challenges that lie ahead and the prospect of what might happen if something were to happen to her. The film is called Ordinary Love, and it stars Academy Award nominee Leslie Manville as well as Liam Neeson, and it is a terrific film, wonderful, and we're so happy and honored to have with us today the co-directors of the film, and that would be Lisa Barros Dassau, as well as Glenn Laburn. To both of you, Glenn and Lisa, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you indeed. Yes, Hi. yes, thank you. Uh, this, uh, the film, uh, it's 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 a beautiful love story, and it's exceptionally well written. Uh, and I I'm. Very curious as to sort of the origin story for Ordinary Love. And I'll, I'll start with you, Lisa. Sure. Uh, yes, it's a beautiful script. And this story, uh, the script by Owen McCafferty, who's a very celebrated Irish playwright, is based on events that happened in his own life and his own marriage when his wife Peggy was diagnosed with breast cancer. Much of the story around the couple is fictional, but... That journey uh, is based very much in the events that happened to them over the course of a year. What distinguishes this story and, and the film is the ease, as I mentioned in the introduction, the ease of their relationship, the easy banter that they have back and forth, and how the film is framed in this sort of the tone of it is so... Um, it's so inviting, and it's you feel familiar with them right away. And I think what, for me, distinguishes this their relationship, it's not only the love that they have for one another, but it feels like they like each other. And, and I know that may sound a little bit counterintuitive, but that's, I really felt that they really genuinely liked being with each other in their, in their characters. I mean, how do you do that? How do you make that happen in, in, from the script and turn it into something that it feels that way? Well, I mean, I think it's a testament to, to really wonderful actors. Um, you know, to, you know, casting is hugely important. Um, yeah. How we came, you know, there's always a little bit of serendipity, serendipity about any um, film production. And uh, there had been our previous film, a film called Good Vibrations, which is a very different film. It's about uh, punk, the punk rock scene in Belfast in the 1970s. Um, that had sort of come to the attention. That had come out and uh, it's actually... Believe it or not, Bono, who had seen that and became a champion of that film, and he had introduced that film to Liam. Um, and then through Bono, we we met uh, we met Liam a few times. We talked to him about another project. Um, so I mean, we, that other project, we probably talked to him on and off for a couple of years, and we met him a few times and um, got to know him as a person a little bit, and got to I think have an I begin to have an idea of the type of material that really interested him. Um, so when uh, the first draft of when Owen delivered the first draft of the script, uh, we just we could just hear Liam's voice in it, and um, we took a chance and sent him the first draft, um, and um, 
luckily he did he heard his own voice in it as well and and, and really connected with it and and pretty much committed to the film straight off um, and then then Leslie we had been and uh, we've been huge fans of Leslie we also were aware uh, Liam was a big fan of Leslie too and uh, whilst Liam and Leslie had never met each other oh uh, I wow. never worked on a project together um, we just had a feeling that they would get on that they were a similar sort of person a similar type of actor so um we cast those guys before we were able to get them together and uh then we had a very very short rehearsal time where we had a couple of days where we just sat and chatted about the film chatted about the journey of the, of the characters and um Liam and Lizzie got together and instantly headed up um it turned out that they had many mutual friends within the industry and um, they shared many, they shared a sense of humour, and uh, yeah, there was just a, there was that sort of instant chemistry, which I guess you, you can't be sure of when you're doing these, you know, when you're in the casting process, but you hope, you know, from everything, from having met them and all things you know about them, you hope that they will be able to bring that chemistry. And of course, you know, they are really wonderful actors as well. I think it was very important to the storytelling that, you know, we we loved it because it was a it was a different kind of love story. That it was a story about a couple in middle age who you know who aren't fed up with each other. They still have this very vibrant relationship. Um, that and we wanted it to feel when they were together on screen that there was this, this real electricity between them. We wanted the audience to feel the relief that they feel when they're able that, that they're able to come back together after the separations that Joan's treatment um, necessitates. And so, I mean, so that that lovely humour that they have. That, I mean, essentially, this, these two actors actually create not only their own characters, but this uh, other invisible entity, which was this thirty-year marriage right. you know, that, that they had to between them, and this, this depth and this hinterland, and to, to make the audience feel that. And I think it's testament to their brilliance that um, we we don't question that. As directors, all we can really do is then, you know, when you have such brilliant actors try and make the environment that uh, they're working within the, the most uh, conducive to, to allowing them to do, the, to do their best work. And, you know, that's about, you know, how we structure the schedule and not to put them under time pressure or, to, you know, and the crew crews that we work with, you know, uh, all filmmaking by collaborating and all those details. It's a simple story of love between these two people. And it, but along with that, you have been able to weave into this story a narrative about the loss of the, a child. So they've, they've been through uh, trauma before and how it plays out as, as uh, uh, Joan is dealing with cancer so it provides a context to, that, to their story that deepens your appreciation of the fact that while not everything's always been great or perfect between them, again, I'll come back to this. They love each other and they like each other. And it's you can see in the way that they playfully challenge one another that they they have a, a real a respect for one another. And again, this comes back to the writing, comes back to the script, but it also comes back to the way you were able to set this tone in the film of this sort of easy way to get into really connecting with them and then you're in for the ride. You're in for how and how vulnerable Leslie Manville is. Joan is in this, in this, but strong. But still, mm -hmm. the vulnerability is just a remarkable part of what I thought she brought to this character. 
Um, if you want to comment on any of that, please feel free, uh, Lisa, if you'd like to. Sure. I mean, that's extraordinary. And, uh, you know, she's the kind of actor who, I mean, as much as she pre you prepare, and she says this, you know, as much as you prepare, it's about in those moments of great vulnerability, it's about being in the moment and finding what comes. And, you know, as Glenn has said, what we can do as directors to facilitate that is to create an atmosphere where there's great trust between us as directors and the actors of the team and, and that there's a safe space on set where we can allow that to happen um, that you know that, that they can access those moments because I think there are moments of vulnerability for both Liam and Leslie both Joan and Tom in the story and um, you know they were very committed about about going to those places without you know putting the thumb on the scales too much and they're both so able to calibrate that beautifully. And in a quiet story, where it is about those quiet moments, that it's important to have times where uh, things do get tougher and stronger emotionally. Uh, I mean, that's what life is like, isn't it? You know, yeah. It, it, that those moments happen. So, and, and I think that equality is, is a really important thing as well, because so often in stories about a marriage at this time, at this stage in life, it's some kind of power struggle, or, or, or as you say, the character, you know, the characters dislike each other, or they're looking for a way out. It's, it's, to create that balance of energies between the two of them was so important because it's a, it's a story about how much they need each other and how much they keep each other afloat. Right. I think also, um, you know, you mentioned tone, and I think that's something as filmmakers we always really focus on. I think that's the most important thing for delivering a film that people connect with is understanding the tone, understanding in the moment what that tone should be or uh, uh, the tonality of the entire film. I mean, I think we talk with our, you know, our editor and when we're in post, you know, it's, it's uh, that process in filmmaking we feel sort of has a lot in common with, with there, there's a musicality to it that has a lot in common with music. About feeling those rhythms throughout the storytelling, um, and so, so it's just keeping a, a, a and, and that tone goes through everything. It goes through performance. It goes through the cinematography, the music, the production design. Every every aspect of it, you keep a control over tone through, right. through all um, elements. Right, and I would characterize the film look, and I thought it did a, a really terrific job in terms of. The palette, the color palette, the, the their their apartment is muted in color. It's sort of a brownish. It sort of it looks lived in. It looks like there's a there's a there's a look to it, which you establish very effectively. And then there is the the look at the uh, facility where Jones being treated, and there's so you I I I really like these kinds of things in films where it's it's uh, understated. Nothing really leaps out at you, but it but it it shouldn't because that's not the tone of the film. Exactly. And no. and, and so uh, and I want to just to kind of uh, acknowledge uh, Piers McGrail, your director of yes, cinematography. A lot of you know a lot of quiet movement in the camera as well. A lot of just a very a very well. A well thought through production on the on the film. Now I think that's another thing that really adds to pulling people into the into the film as well. 
Yeah, well, I think that's the early conversations that we had were, you know, about the visual style was that we wanted it to be quietly striking. Yeah. Um, and that we did. We talked about camera movement and how, you know, certainly earlier on in the story, how the camera would be quite static, um, that it would be very considered framing. Um, you know, the, Tom and Joan, there's this, you know, they're in their own kind of stasis and really a lot of the story is about them kind of breaking out from this. You know, the house is, you know, their house has sort of become this cocoon. And, um, you know, since, you know, since the, the loss of their daughter, really, uh, this is some place that they've kind of, uh, you know, the, they've cocooned themselves away. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was also important that the house felt, you know, it felt lived in, that it felt, you know, that there was, we liked that there were natural materials used in the house, the, the woods, the stone, because um, we knew that it, like a dress or juxtaposition to what would be a very sterile, very sterile medical facility. Um, so there was, we discussed all that, and the palace is always something I think you could definitely, uh, if you have a, a handle on the palette, you can you, you can do great storytelling with that, and that was something that we we discussed at length with production design and, and with peers. Right. I want to go back to that theme in a second, but I want to remind our listeners first that uh, we're speaking with the co-directors of this extraordinary film called Ordinary Love, and we're speaking with uh, Lisa Barros-Dessa as well as Glenn Laburn. I want to go back to something that shadows the, their stories, that shadows the, the, the film, is mortality. Because we've you introduce into the, into the mix uh, the... the uh, character of Peter, who is uh, uh, used to teach their daughter, which there's a sort of a connection there, and he's dealing with cancer, and I don't know how much I want to give away beyond that, and sort of that that relationship sort of factors in to Joan's journey, and it also, at, as the film progresses, it factors into Tom's journey through through this. So mortality is is hard to put into a film and be a, the subtext that is in such a in such an understated way but it's there and uh i i'm going to make a leap of faith and say this is something that was very much in the front of your mind in making the film and lisa if you'd like to to uh, talk about that sure it's as you say very present i mean this is a story about two people who want to be together through everything but they're more aware even than most of us that you know there are journeys that you only go through alone and so it's about that very human desire to keep connected when you know that that isn't necessarily going to last forever and there's also a story about I mean the original title for this film was Normal People and it's really, uh, we changed it for various reasons, but one of them was that we felt it was very important to focus on the fact that this is a love story. But it's also a story about Joan and Tom. It could equally have focused on the person sitting beside them in the waiting room, someone that they, you know, that they walk past on their, <clears throat> on their daily power walks. In a way, this is everybody's story because we all come up against this stuff um, at some stage or other. We all face separation, the grief, loss, we all face the potential of those things. Um, and so, and especially in a journey of illness, you know, that for Tom and Joan, it has a certain outcome, but there are others 
just next door, the person sitting beside them, for example, who, you know, for whom the outcome is different. And I think it's important to us in our desire to be authentic with this storytelling that we didn't ignore that, yeah. that they had one outcome, but for others the outcome may be different. And that's how it goes for many people. It has a, a nice ending to the film. I don't. I don't think I'm giving anything away. It's just a. It has a. There's a certain um, resiliency to to the way that this this story plays out. And uh, I, I, I really, I really had a great time with the film. The acting is superb. It really is. It is one of those films that uh, I hope that it finds the audience because if it does, it 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 they'll it'll connect with with a lot of people. And I I I feel like this is a terrific film just uh congratulations to both of you yeah thank you very much i mean we do feel that there is a subject matter but ultimately it's a really uplifting story about the power of this connection between two people yeah yeah the light of human connection which is something that always interests us it's a film that is that way from start to finish it is about the humanity of of all of us and uh, and when you find people that you connect with and you like and love it's a very it's a very potent combination and it and it's what i you know it's what gets us out of bed in the morning i think and it's for for many people and uh my congrats uh, to both of you the film again is ordinary love it's opening friday here in los angeles on valentine's day well done on that one and uh and and then uh again we've been speaking with the co-directors lisa barros de sa as well as glenn Laburn. thank you so very much Thank you so much. Thank you for asking us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 